Hello, SDG Talks community. Kevin Sofin here with your mini-series from the Unleashed 2022 Innovation Labs in Mysore, India. A lot of these interviews occurred during the mornings in the eating hall. You will also notice my voice getting progressively worse as the week went on, so please excuse the not-so-perfect audio. There are many fascinating conversations here with brilliant people covering all the sustainable development goals, and I'm excited to hear your feedback and questions from the content. A special shout out to the Unleash Secretariat, Comonix, HCL, Infosys, and the countless other partners that made this incredible event happen. Now enjoy the content and keep on SDG talking. Sitting here on day three of Unleash with Lee Crockford at the breakfast. Lee, how you doing? Yeah, hello. Good morning. I'm really well. It has been an amazing experience so far. Paint a little picture on, for those of us that are not at Unleash India about what the experience has been like so far. Yeah, sure. Well, mine's a little bit different to a lot of other people's here because I'm involved in the Unleash Plus track. So for those that don't know, Unleash Plus is almost kind of like the next stage after Unleash. So this is for ventures and initiatives that already have some runs on the board. They've already been doing what they've been doing for some time. And this is really about how do they scale? How do they really reach that? next stage in impact for their venture, as opposed to the more traditional Unleash program, which is more about the incubation and ideation. Within the plus process, you're talking about how to scale. Have you seen any patterns when you have some of these teams that are not quite a company yet, but we're past an idea and they're like struggling and like just about there, but not there, like any kind of patterns and maybe even like insights that you've seen around those stage adventures? Yeah, great question. I think so far, and as a reminder, we are only day three, so there's still a long way to go. I think the two most common conversations I've been having this week are really about impact measurement. How do you more effectively understand that if you're trying to create an impact with your venture, how do you know that you're actually achieving that? And I think the second part is a lot of these organizations are at a stage where they're coming off the back of divergence. They're coming off the back of testing a whole bunch of ideas. They're coming off the back of really seeing what works. And so I think that a lot of them are at that point now where it's about refining, not necessarily refining what they do, but refining how they talk about what they do. And if they are focusing on 10 different things within their organizations, how do you really tightly wrap that up into a beautiful, consistent narrative? One thing that you said that I'm intrigued by and I've heard a couple of people talk about is, yes, it's good to set goals, but the question is, are you setting the right goals and heading the right targets? What are your thoughts on that? I think this is where a really good impact framework comes into it. And I think yeah, this is something that I work a lot in in my day job outside of Unleash. And I think often people have a really clear vision and they have some really clear kind of inputs and outputs what they want to do. And I think the part that is often missing maybe not missing, maybe just veiled or it's a little bit fuzzy or it hasn't necessarily been articulated in a way that is really a consistent, measurable, allows other people to really understand and buy into what is that difference they want to make in the world. I think that's the, the, the part that's often missing. And for those of us that haven't had the fortune to spend a few days with you and even get, get to know you about your day job when you're not here in Mysore, India, helping with the Unleash Plus program, Give me a little context on, on what you do. Yeah, sure. I'm a little bit of a generalist and I'm going through a little bit of change personally at the moment. Uh, for the last 10 years, uh, I've been running a social impact consultancy called Spur based in Australia, a wonderful organization that will continue to go on to do many, many amazing projects and, and work. 
a lot of the work through Spur has been around impact measurement as well as a lot of behavior change projects. So if you're wanting to affect change within a particular group or particular community, how do you actually do that more effectively? So now that I've left Spur, I guess there's a few things that's taking up my time. One, I'm still on a number of boards, including the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation. I'm still working on my Unleash projects, uh, actually, as well. Uh, I've been involved in Unleash since 2018 as a talent, as a facilitator, as I think I've almost ticked off every role within the Unleash family that there is. Um, so I'm still working on Pride by Side. Apart from that, I'm now just freelancing. That's a wonderful thing. Just like we are here eating some uh, plantains and p- pineapple, it's uh, the eve of a great day. The Unleashed projects that you've worked on and the one that you're still working on, mm-hmm. tell me about that. Sure. Uh, it's called Pride by Side. For those who have been following us for a little while, they may have previously known it as 123+. plus. So back in 2018, when we ideated the project, 123+, plus was really built around the idea of how might we expedite, expedite the decriminalization of homosexuality around the world. And I think we tested a few different ideas. There's probably really three main versions of that that we tried. And I think what we found each time we iterated was that in order for those particular models to work, they were really predicated on achieving a certain size or scale to reach that tipping point. And what we found was that with those sorts of models, there was zero impact, zero impact, zero impact, big tipping point. And what we wanted to do was be able to create more measurable and consistent impact regardless of that tipping point. So we've pivoted the model a little bit to pride by side. And in short, really what we're doing is building the capacity of LGBTIQ plus initiatives or ventures. So what we know from studies and data around the world is up to 98% of LGBTIQ plus initiatives don't have the resources, the skills, the knowledge, the capacity to reach their impact goals. And similarly, I think it's less than 0.026% of global philanthropy goes towards LGBT organizations. So there's this massive gap in resourcing and funding for LGBT initiatives. So what we do at Pride by Side is effectively LGBT initiatives come to us and say, hey, we have a capacity gap in business strategy or social media or we need an animator, whatever it happens to be. And we find them an expert around the world and we pair them off to help fill that capacity gap. Kudos to you for still working on your your SDG project. I am still working on mine from uh, China, which is called H2 Opportunity. Um, The idea was taking a bunch of off-the-shelf technologies and turning it into water as a service for areas that had deferred maintenance in North America. So big lead pipe problem. And I think it's a a message to all aspiring and fellow Unleashers that Unleash is just a starting point. And it also is uh, inspiring to know and just a, a message to all of you that you can, have, you can start with the idea after Unleash and it can evolve in all which different ways. And there's a great network of Unleashers like yourself and everyone else I'm looking around here that would love nothing more than to provide a lot of in-kind services, a lot of in-kind ideas, access to different types, even funding mechanisms by just reaching out. Absolutely. And I think, don't get me wrong, uh, Unleash, obviously the focus is the innovation process and such a focus on the one week here. But the magic, really, at least for me, of Unleash is what sits beyond the confines of the seven days beyond this program. And as you say, it is the people. It is the networks. Uh, And it's amazing how many people from Unleash are my friends now, are my colleagues. Uh, You know, the network 
and network's not even the right word, but those lifelong connections from Unleash. Yeah, it really is. And I know that sounds, you know, really kind of trite and uh, a little bit cheesy, but it's really true. You know, the family from Unleash is absolutely incredible. There's about 10 people that I've met this trip that were like kind of that from the movie. It's like, did we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like to the point where like I would, you know, love nothing more than to go on vacation or have these people to my house and, and spend time with them. Um, just because they're people that you really care about and that they really care about you. Would you bring your Unleashed project back to Unleashed Plus? I'm thinking about it. I'm also considering being a mentor of some sorts, but I've, yeah, it's just been really inspiring to see the work that Kimonix has done to solidify this sort of scale process. And I think that's something that I'm continuing to learn. I've done a lot mm-hmm. of different, I've done a nonprofit, I've done some different social ventures and have done a lot of failure in terms of hitting my head against the wall and falling and struggling, but making incremental impact. And this is actually maybe a good sort of transition into that. I've done projects where I've helped five women in Nepal get access to a job that involved distribution of agricultural projects. Mm. I've done projects in Flint, Michigan, where we provide safe water to about 150 people. And you hear these numbers, and they're maybe not enormous, but they're more than zero. Mm. And I'm interested in your thoughts in terms of like, when we talk about like scalability, mm. that's one word. And then we talk about impact. Sometimes you hear like, oh, I got to create the next Facebook or I got to create this like amazing widget. It's going to do something. I kind of have a different feeling in that impact is relative mm. and impact can be the, the, can be impacting positively changing one person's life. Mm. And there might be different thoughts on that, but what are your thoughts on like the best ways to kind of classify impact and scale in that context. Yeah, I think you and I are a little bit similar and I have a little bit of, bit of a love-hate relationship when it comes to the concept of, of scale and impact. On one hand, if you can do something that really positively impacts one person's life, obviously amazing. If you could also scale that same impact to 100 people, 10,000 people, a million people, yes, even better. That said, I think sometimes in this space there is a bit of a scale for the sake of scale uh, mentality that creeps in around the edges sometimes. And I think this is, again, I'm a little bit of a, a one-trick pony around impact measurement frameworks and around what is the outcomes and are you measuring the outcomes? Because I think when people say to me, for example, oh, we've reached 10 million people or we've had a thousand participants in our program, whatever it happens to be. For me, there's always a little bit of a red flag that goes up in that those are input and output metrics. Of those 1,000 participants, have they learned anything? Have they, has their perspective on the world changed? Has there been a demonstrable outcome for those people? Because if only one person has had a positive outcome based on being a participant, then for me, the 1,000 number is a little bit irrelevant. And similarly, if you ran a program that, you know, you, on the, the surface, or you've only had, only in inverted commas, had 100 participants, but 100 people have walked out of there demonstrably changed, then those input metrics of participation, of reach, etc., start to mean less and less. I couldn't agree more. So one thing that we see here is a lot of like very excited, passionate, inspiring people. I mean, I see talents going through this sort of like, and I think about myself in 2019, you go through this a little bit of emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. of wanting to do something, wanting to help. But one thing that Unleash has really taught me is to understand a problem mm-hmm. before you seek to solve the problem. 
And I never thought about it until I really went through the Unleash methodology in terms of really keep asking why. You can't ask it why anymore. In your perspective, why is it so important to ask why and truly understand the problem before you jump to trying to solve it? Yeah. If you don't fundamentally understand the problem, then what you're solving for is more likely to be solving for symptom rather than cause. If you don't truly understand the problem, you might be impacting communities that don't necessarily need that support or impact the most. And that's not to say that that's not valuable. But if the goal here of Unleash and if the goal of the people here is to create better outcomes for people and planet, I think we owe it not only to ourselves if we're going to invest our time into this, but also the communities we want to work with and serve and, and work for to make sure that we're doing that well for them. And I think this space, it can be really easy to fall in love with your projects, with your ideas, with your darlings. And I think one of the biggest challenges of working in the impact space is to learn to kill your darlings. And I think a lot of that comes back to what you were saying about really fundamentally understanding the problem. And are you working on a venture are you solving the problem that is actually the problem as opposed to working on an idea that you love? And when those two things overlap, amazing. But sometimes they don't always completely overlap. And so there's a really important question there. Around and you can where find you yourself going focus. down a rabbit hole yeah. and possibly, not to say wasting, but not maximizing your resources as effectively as you could by just kind of going off a hunch. And sometimes it's good. You just go and run and fail. But sometimes it does proved to be fruitful mm. to uh, take a step back and really understand the problem. Yeah. And also, who else is working on the problem as well? I think duplication in the social impact space is something that should possibly be talked about a little bit more. Again, it can be really easy to fall in love with your idea and want to work on something or whatnot. But chances are there's probably already an organization or a venture, etc., that's already working in this space, or if not, something very closely aligned. And so I think one of the things we collectively need to do better in the social impact space is to learn how to support and advocate for other people already working in the space. We don't always necessarily need a new venture or a new not-for-profit. Sometimes the best work that we can do is to support those and extend those already working in the space. And there's nothing wrong with cheering for other people's success oh, and sharing not. best practices. And I'm also a believer in that taking something that's working in another company, another country, mm -hmm. copying it and making it contextual for local geography is a great form of innovation. Mm -hmm. And just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean A, you can't bring it to another market or B, that you can't do it better. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's always ways to consider not needing to start from ground zero and look to where you can leverage other partnerships and other people who have already put in a lot of time and money to get to where they're at. Absolutely. So a final mic drop from you um, final message if you were going to like give us a, a final quote or a final idea to resonate with in regards to whether it's how to be a virtuous human or how to approach um, trying to get involved with doing social impact what would that be I think for me the fundamental question is how do you know whether what you're doing is creating outcomes for me that's what this fundamentally comes down to do you know that what you're doing is creating better outcomes for people or planet? And if not, how might you understand that better? Lee, it's a pleasure and honor talking to you this morning and thanks for all that you're doing. No, thank you. Until next time.
Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.